the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. Because of you, I laugh a little harder, cry a little less, and I smile a whole lot more. Don't know the author to that, but just a little quote I found talking about friendships. Hey, it's Sarah. Thank you so much for taking some time out sharing it with us today. And my guest, my friend, Colleen Ryan. I'll get to more about Colleen in a minute here, but I really wanted to talk about friendships this year in the podcast. It's something that as you get older, friendships start to change or look different. And even as my daughters go through different seasons of their lives, we have lots of different conversations about the ebbs and flows of friendships. And I wanted to talk about meeting new people and how great that could be. And even as we get older, I know sometimes it gets harder to meet new people, how we can do that, how Colleen and I have done that, and uh, all kinds of things. We're also going to talk about pickleball and gratitude and motivation. Colleen has an incredible story. She's one of the most gracious, giving people that I've ever met. And you know what? Reminding us that generosity doesn't always mean giving money or anything like that. What can we do with our gratitude and motivation for others? So I want to ask you first, who are some of your closest friends? Maybe think about them in your head. Now, maybe give them an extra hug, a big hug the next time you you see them, because healthy friendships actually help you live longer. Even your wounds, they say, heal faster when you have quality friends. So they've studied people for three generations and have learned that great relationships not only make us happier, they make us healthier. We're made to have connections. So if you've been maybe flying solo a little more in life, maybe you're feeling a little isolated, please reach out to someone. That other person that maybe you find or create a friendship with at church or maybe a club you join, they might need you just as much as you need them. I've even read that friendships can boost your immune system and help you, you know, fight off colds and all sorts of things. So the joy, the joys of friendships and the health benefits are really interesting once you dive into those. And I also want to talk about some myths with friendships. I don't know about you, but we've often maybe felt that friendships should last a lifetime. And I don't actually necessarily believe that's true. I think there is definitely seasons in our lives and friendships we grow out. I'm still friends with some of the girls I went to high school with, but definitely not having contact with a lot of them too. Not that it's a bad thing. We're just at different places 
and different seasons in our lives. So that's the first myth I want to bust. Not all of your friendships need to last forever. Number two, it's better to have lots of friends than just few. I think that's a myth as well. I I feel like there's different levels of friendships. You know, we all have Facebook friends. (laughs) That's definitely a different level than my core group of girlfriends and who I really try to carve out and spend a little more time with, the people that I will call or text when I need someone to pray for me or I know I need a little boost of confidence or something like that. But I think there also is a level of friendships where it's like, hey, let's go out to dinner with them tonight or as a group. And maybe you do it every so often. There's definitely like your husband's friends, wives and that. Great friends, but maybe not your core group. Just the idea that you don't have to have a ton of friends. I know when I first had my daughter and I was staying home and not working, I was a stay-at-home mom, I felt like really pressured because I didn't have all these friends like other moms do. I I feel like, oh my goodness, they're friends with like everybody. I just don't have that. It actually made me feel really bad sometimes. And I don't think that is healthy when you start down that road. So that's just another myth I want to I want to bust. It's okay just to have a few good good friends. And I always tell my daughters that too. The other myth I want to bust is that you should always have a best friend. My daughter asked me that the other day, "Who's your best friend?" And I definitely have some girlfriends, one in particular that I always call my best friend because I've known her forever. I love her to death, but we don't get to see each other that often sometimes. And you know what? I honestly tend to say my husband is truly my best friend. I'd also say that one of my really good friends is Len, who I do the morning show with. We're with each other every day. We know everything that's pretty much going on in each other's lives. And like I said, it's different seasons, but it's okay even if you don't have a best friend. There's, There's no rules. So just busting a few of those before we get into the podcast today. I want to talk to you about Colleen too. When I first thought, who do I want to talk about friendships? I thought about Colleen because she really is just a joy every time you see her. And she always makes you feel like you're like the most important person in the room. She's very humble too. So she would probably be really uncomfortable and shy hearing me say this about her. But it's true. And she's a wonderful person. I've known her probably a few years now. And we we grew our friendship even more because we started a little pickleball group together at a club called the Wembley Club. She is the fitness director there. And she's been working in fitness for years and is super passionate about it. And we decided, you know what, let's, let's start this little pickleball club. We love playing just for fun. It's actually really turned out awesome. And we have a lot of women coming every week. And it's formed a lot of friendships. It's awesome. She has a passion for fitness. She does all kinds of classes. I love going cycling, boot camp, strength training, all of of the above. She pretty much does it all. And uh, she's just a wonderful mother of four, a wife, and beautiful person. I cannot wait for you to meet her and for her to share her story. So here's a little girl chat, Friendships. Pickleball and generosity with my friend Colleen Ryan. Well, I cannot wait to introduce you to my friend Colleen Ryan, who is with us today. You know, I sat back 
we're on December timeframe, thinking about the things I wanted to talk about on the podcast this year. I started this podcast initially just saying, you know what, I want it to all be about what we can do to make tomorrow a better day, health-wise, friendship-wise. Have you ever went into a new place and felt a little intimidated and maybe not sure who to talk to or what to say. Colleen is that person in the room who's always going to make sure you don't feel like that and that she knows your name because you always make people feel welcome. So you're the first person I thought of when I said, you know what? I want to talk about friendships and the joy of meeting new people because sometimes, especially as you get older in life, you get to that point where you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to put myself out there. So uh, Colleen, thank you for just taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me. That is an incredible compliment. I don't know that I could really accept that, but I can talk about how my life is and how I, you know, get to that. And I, I'm really flattered that you think it really makes people feel that welcome. I sometimes just say that, you know, when you are who you are and um, really truly care about people um it just makes people feel welcome so it really it does is, it's one of those things um that you just really have to look forward to making people feel good and welcoming people yeah. so because there is so much joy i think in meeting new people and like i said i i've gone to different workout classes i'll use this as an example for years and no one's asked me my name or you know the instructor and i'm scared to say hello because i don't really know anyone and i think to me it's sometimes we get scared of like talking first or introducing ourselves first right and once we get through that barrier I feel like, wow, it opens the door to so many different... Com- I feel like you're the person who talks to someone in the shopping line, too. I do. <laughs> I do. And and the joke is with my husband, sometimes we have all these benefits that we get invited to. He's like, do you want to go? I'm like, absolutely. I don't know anybody there, but I love to meet new people, learn something new, meet, see what connections can be made. All of those little things just... Even if you never talk to them again, you'll learn something from meeting somebody every single time. So the joke is that I always say yes to every benefit, and I don't care if I don't know a single person there (laughs) because I get to talk to them and meet people. Yeah, and I've always – people sometimes think because I do the radio show and TV stuff that I'm this like really like out there person talking to people, and it's taken me a lot. Yes. Like I'm typically not the person – person to say hi or go out there because I get shy. Mm -hmm. I've had to really work on it. So I do think it's something people, if you're willing to say, you know what, I'm going to put myself out there a little bit, that you can get over that. And you don't always have to be that. And I will be the first one to admit, when I'm teaching classes, I'm really not conversational. Um, Where, you know, Allie is very conversational in classes. I... I'm not the best actually at remembering names. I try my hardest, but I always remember faces and I'll make you always feel like I know who you are That's because I yes. do know who you are. I just might not remember your name. Yeah. But there's not, you don't always have to be conversational. A lot of it also can be just through your expressions to yeah. know 
that you're welcome, to know mm-hmm. that you're comfortable, to know that I know where you're at. Let's meet, to, like, let's meet there. So yeah. I'm not always as conversational. I'm not like this jumping bubbly person. Well, maybe I am. You but, are. <laughs> but sometimes, like, I'm quieter, but sometimes I say, like, quiet also says a lot of words. Yeah, no, it does. And I think what also is a good trait and something that I'm challenging myself with more, of course, with meeting new people, but what ways can we meet new people and how can we kind of be a blessing to others? And Colleen, we I don't know how this started, but one day we were, I don't know, in a, in a class together, you were teaching and we got to talking about pickleball. Right. And we'll talk to you a minute if you don't know what pickleball is. And I think you said, well, we we should start because we don't have really anyone to play with. Let's just start, start an open pickleball for the ladies here at Wembley. On Monday afternoons, like, it's no stress, no pressure, anybody's welcome, that sort of thing. Anybody's welcome as long as they were willing to play at our level and yeah. just have fun. Like, we, we don't – that was it. That yeah. was kind of it. Yeah. So I think – Stuff like that. And now it's grown to Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Many people. Yes. So many different ages. I love it. And that's one of the things that I really do love about Wembley is it's not necessarily just all people in their 30s and 40s. We have everybody. And that's what makes it so fun. You learn from people at so many different stages. And you can also be a light for those people in their 20s, you know, that are there. And it's honestly kind of inspired me after, you know, doing this. It's like, what else should I do or could I be doing this year? You you know, maybe it's getting together with a couple ladies once a month and saying, you know what, I want to initiate this and let's get together for a little book club. Right. Or whatever it may be, because we get into our routines all the time. Yes. And unless we say, you know what, we're just going to do this. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And I also think that a one-time occurrence is sometimes okay, too. It doesn't have to be like, okay, every month we're going to meet and we're going to meet for this because we all live these busy lives. And so yeah. what we do, we want it to be purposeful yeah, and real. Like yes. you don't want to be there and having these, I don't want to say fake conversations, but you want to have genuine conversations with yeah. people. Yeah. Do you know, and if you don't want to have a genuine conversation, it's okay to just, again, be quiet yeah, or not go, you yeah. know? So it's okay. Yeah. Those are okay too. Because you don't want to overwhelm yourself. It's interesting you bring that up because I had a girlfriend, one of my good friends this year, sent me a text at the beginning of the year and it was something to the effect of, hey, I just want you to know I'm, I'm picking four people this year to be very intentional with and grow friendships. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be one of them. Oh, so get that's ready so amazing. to be bombarded by me. Oh. And I thought that was so sweet. And that's, I thought, wow, that's really good because we can't be all things to everybody. You can't. You can make people feel good. Absolutely. And lift their spirits. But to really hone in on friendships, maybe it is good if we carve these four people out or yeah. however many it will be and really focus on how you can be blessings to each other. I thought that was so cool. That is, it is really cool. And that is a strong statement in that we can be friends with a lot of people. I have four kids, so they are in every different direction. (laughs) I mean, different sports and all that. I love everybody. I truly do. But that doesn't mean that I have time to have 
deep friendships with all those people. And that's okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you can have all of that. But really, when you pick a couple people to find that deep connection with, it feels good. Yeah. Like it feels good to have that. And I don't know why this thought just keeps popping into my mind, but I think this is something that has always helped me. And it's something that I tell my kids too, as you're interacting with people and um, making friendships or meeting somebody new, take the time to truly listen to what they say. Mm-hmm. And also I tell my kids and myself, be happy for other people's accomplishments. Like truly be happy. We're not yes. here to only talk about our accomplishments. Like yes. when you're happy for other people, it they feel it. Yes. You feel it. It makes you feel good. Don't be jealous. I mean, it's okay to feel a little jealousy, but yeah. if you overexude it with like being happy for that person, it just feels good. I'm so glad you said that because we don't talk about that enough. Yeah. And at an early age, I'm glad you brought that up with kids. I've had that conversation with my daughter, too, because those those conversations, those feelings start happening at a very they do. young age with kids. And I don't know, maybe sometimes it's easier if you have brothers and sisters, too, because you're always living in that world. Yeah. But um, I love that you brought that up. I want to go back. I want to go back to just a second to talking about the pickleball, oh, yeah, too, pickleball. because I'll be happy for you when you beat me. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. That's the thing, though. Is it weird that I really love pickleball and I'm not even that good? Yeah. Like most people love a sport and get really into it right. when they're awesome. Yeah. And I joke all the time. It's it's like I'm not even that great, but it's kind of just fun to go play with the ladies. It's fun to go play with the ladies. And I do think as a whole we've gotten <gasps> better. But again, I mean, when I leave, I'm like, I'm not sure if I won or if I lost, but I had fun. <laughs> That's the whole point. That's the whole thing. And and I, I joke about it, but I do think there's some truth to sometimes the fear of not being great, leaving us out of pickleball, leaving us out of everything. I had one of the women who came one of the days that was like, oh, I'm just, I'm glad I came because I've been putting it off because I didn't know how to play and I didn't know how to do this and I didn't know that. And I, like, I never want that to be a right. reason someone doesn't come and want to get involved with something. Yes. And I even have that in fitness classes. But what that takes is somebody to just give them a smile, welcome them, encourage them to come, send them a text and say, hey, I'd love to see you today. Because there is so much fear in trying new things. Yeah. And trying new things in larger groups. That's true. Um, trying new things that they know that they might not necessarily fit in right away. Um, and I'm like, we're not we're not here to judge you. We're just here to yep. have fun. Yep. Same with fitness classes. People think they are not at the level for the classes. And I'm like, it's it's not about everybody else in the room. It's about you. Yeah. You do what you can do. Yeah. You know, and um, just making people feel welcome. But I do think sometimes that takes just an extra conversation, an extra text, um, an extra invitation to something, personal invitation. I think that is so true because when you've added or when different people have added, you know, thanks for coming. We have class Wednesday, too. 
you're just like, oh, wow, that felt so personal to me. Yes. When can we sprinkle stuff like that into our lives with other people? Yeah. You're so right. That goes such a long way. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know what pickleball is, how do you explain it when someone asks you? Well, I'm probably not the best to explain it, <laughs> but um, I, I would say... I don't really describe it as tennis because I struggled with tennis so much. So it's on a smaller court. I would say it's almost like ping pong. Yeah, I say like life and size paddle ping ball. Pong. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, life size ping pong, basically. But even I think ping pong's harder because it's I do a too. small ball, a small paddle, and this small area. But I guess that's kind of it. You don't have to have that much skill to be able to play and have fun. Now, don't get me wrong that there's pros and pro levels, but that's not what I'm at. So you don't have to have some incredible amount of finesse and skill. It's just hitting the ball back and forth, you yeah. know, like yeah, ping pong, it, it ping really pong, is. life-size ping pong. Have you seen um, the Holderness family? Have you ever watched the, anyone ever watches no. the Holderness family? They're a really popular YouTube family. They make spoof videos, parody videos for okay. years, but they have the five stages of pickleball video. Look it up. Okay. Anyone who I'll plays pickleball, you'll definitely relate to the five stages. But it it is fun to play and it is really cool. And I, I do think it's some of those small things that we can pick up as habits, as hobbies. I mean, everybody has said it's good if you have a hobby. And I've always actually heard and read that having a racket sport mm-hmm. is so good for your brain health. It is. It really is. It's that connection with it. They say the same thing with boxing. Um, All of those, um, a racket sport or all that, having that connection, that brain connection, hand connection, it is is really good. And anything that gives you a little bit of a challenge and gets you out, I mean, any sort of interaction and learning experience, it really is, it is good for your brain health. Yeah. And you have so much background in health and fitness. What do you say for someone that really wants to start doing something new? Are there different programs that are good? Should they start off uh, with with basic stuff? I say find what you love. And that might take a little bit of time to dabble in a few classes, um, try different instructors, try working out on your own, coming to classes, try running. If you don't like running, don't run. Okay. Thank you for saying that because I don't like running at all. And I sometimes feel bad because it's like all the cool people run. And I'm like, I don't like it. Right. (laughs) Um, and, And, you know, in five years, you could always give a chance. I always did not like cycling at all. And then... You know, when I was pregnant, I started cycling because it was a little bit easier than running on my body. Um, And now it is truly my favorite class to teach. So when people say, I don't like cycling, I'm like, I get it. I mean, and, you know, whatever. I say, give it another chance. We have a really cool studio. Try it. But I mean, hey, you just might might not like it. Um, Another thing people say, like, I can't do yoga. I can't let my mind separate from that. I'm like, give it a try. Yeah. Give it a try more than once, and then that's it. Um, I say listen to your body, listen to your mind, and what feels good. Um, You know, and also, like, what's your ultimate goal in this? Are you looking to be a champion weightlifter? 
okay, well then that's a totally different thing. But most of us are just looking for lifestyle and connection. Yes. And a healthy weight, like yeah. or a healthy size, I guess yeah. is what I would say. Like I hate talking weight. Um, and I don't talk diets. So I'm like when people will ask me, what should I eat? I, don't ask me that. Like right. eat healthy. Right. I mean, eat, eat, right. eat, is, eat some veggies. You know, that's not my forte in talking because I just want people to feel good in their bodies um, and move. I think that's the most important thing. Um, and I always say start off small. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to start off small and then get big. I mean, if 20 minutes is all you can do a couple times a week. That's fine. See, that's the thing. I think just like New Year's goals and resolutions, we have these big ideas of what we want to do. And then if we can't do it, we just throw it out the window. Yes. Instead of saying, well, you know what? I can do 20 minutes or yeah. I could do this or I could do that. And then building yeah. upon those. And I think accountability, like having an accountability partner mm-hmm. um, helps not necessarily to push one another, but to encourage one another. Um to come or sometimes it helps you go into a class but yeah ask your friend to go starting, with you absolutely and somebody's starting like truly just starting just make it small Def- yeah just find joy in it like don't don't worry about it so much just yeah. find have fun if you love what you do and what you're doing you're you'll gonna continue keep, to do it you're gonna keep wanting to absolutely. do it yeah and Talking about encouragement and motivation, always finding something out there that really wants to wants to kind of put that in us to make tomorrow better. And that's something where I, I think about you and your story. Um, it ca- I, I didn't even realize this. I think I did know you, but not quite as well back a, a few years ago. Now, maybe when this um, when you did this, I want to talk about your story. Um, and giving because you've given one of the biggest gifts that I can ever imagine. Uh, you gave your kidney to a stranger, right? Right. Okay. So, so tell me how this started. It, you know, and honestly, it seems like it was a long time ago, but it was February of last year, February of oh. 2022. It was when, oh, okay. when my thought process started. Um, it was very, um, it, I I still, like, I had to rethink all of a sudden. I was like, wait, was it 2021? No, it was 2022. Um, I read a post from one of my instructors who had donated her kidney um, years back. And I'm like, wait, I didn't know you could even donate your kidney. So not to go into a whole story about it, but it got my mind thinking. I was like, I'm healthy. I could donate my kidney. Um then later that day, I realized that my uncle is on dialysis, Yeah, has diabetes, and I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, if he's on dialysis, then he needs a kidney. Yeah. So I called him, and I'm like, hey. I was like, I'm going to donate my kidney. I said, so why don't we do this together? And he, you know, immediately turned up. He's like, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. And I was like, why did you never ask me? He's like, I would never ask you or anybody else. And he happens to be my godfather. So I'm like, well, I'm doing it anyways. So it's going to, it might as well be you. Like, I don't, at this point, I've already made my mind up without telling my husband, without telling anybody else that I was going to donate my kidney. 
um, it didn't even like register to me that decision that I was making at that time. I was just like, I don't know. I'm healthy. Why not? Yeah. Make somebody else else healthy. Um, so it was great because it pushed him along in the process. He was never willing to ask anybody to be a living donor. And he also was not willing to be on the deceased donor list. Um, it just was his feeling that he didn't want to be that way. Yeah. So I started to go through the process. Um, very quietly, and I still, even when I talk about it now, the only reason why I truly talk about it is to bring awareness to other people and to help other people. It's not really like my right. about me. Well, it's just not think my if story. you never saw the Facebook post, exactly, you and wouldn't it, have. Yeah, so I don't. Um, the only time I really talk about it is in these situations where I know that. It might just open up the door for somebody else to be curious about it. Doesn't mean that you're going to be a donor just to be curious about right. it. Right. So I started the process, um, which took a while because we had to get my uncle in process um, also. And his insurance was initially taking care of all of my stuff. So when you're a donor, you don't pay for anything, none of your okay. workups, even if you don't get fully approved. Okay. So it was kind of along those lines. Um and then in October, when we had actually thought we were going to be a match, and then in the final cross matches, there were some anti- antigens against his blood, meaning that his body was not going to accept mm. my kidney, um, which was a bummer. And I was in Florida with my husband when I got the call. And I'm like, okay, well, what's next? And she's like, well, your uncle can remain on dialysis. You can um, not donate at all. You can be a paired donor, meaning that I would wait till my uncle got a donor and I would donate that same day. Like I was not willing to donate unless he received a kidney at the same time. Like we were all matched up. Okay. Or you could do an advanced donation, meaning that you were willing to donate your kidney to a stranger that's in the living kidney registry which is a whole nother thing. But once I did that, my uncle, basically, as I would describe it, a plain voucher. Like, you give up your seat, you know, whatever. Yeah. So he got a voucher to be in the living donor list um, to get matched up. It's like a faster match for oh, him. Okay. So, so it gave him his ticket kind to... Kind of a fast pass. Big fast pass. And to be a part of this pool. Like, you cannot be in this living donor pool unless you have somebody that was a living donor for you to give you the oh, voucher. Wow. So it's like a specialized okay. Okay. pool. Um, so, you know, my husband were on a, and I were on a trip in Florida. I said, I'll call you back. Let's talk. And Phil's... Amazing. I mean, he is, he's so amazing. And when I hung up, he had actually tried to be my uncle's donor as well. He mm-hmm. wasn't, um, they, it's a pretty stringent process to get you through. So you know, if you got through, yeah. that there's no doubt in their mind yeah. that you are an eligible candidate to do sure. this. Um, so it feels like I, I would, I would do the same thing as you. I would be an advanced donor. Yeah. Like, hands down. And so, I talked to my mom. My mom's like, that's an incredibly generous gift. But you don't have to. Like, don't feel like you have to. I'm like, I know I don't have to. But, like, this is what I'm called to do. Like, yeah. I, like, the St. Joan of Arc quote was, I'm not afraid. I was born to do this. Like, mm. I just feel like this is 
why God put me here? God yeah. put me here with like a really healthy body. Um, and I just thought to me, I was like, there was no reason not to. Um, so, you know, the process was after that, I had to go for a couple more tests just to be in the living donor registry a ton okay. of blood work. So on November 22nd, they received all of my blood work. And I'm so passionate about the number 22. There's so many biblical reasons. Um, it, just look up the number 22 okay. if you see it. So they received all my blood work. My birthday is November 23rd. And I was like, it would be the best gift in the whole world to me if I was matched on my birthday. I wasn't matched on my birthday, um, but, well, I shouldn't say that. I probably was matched because I got called on the morning of the 24th. Oh, then, that yeah. So you technically, probably I were, probably yeah. was. Um, so, yeah, I was matched, and my surgery was set for December 22nd, right before Christmas. And everybody's like, what are you going to do about Christmas? Like, aren't you so worried? Yeah. And... You know, I have four kids that are all young and they love Christmas. And I really talked to the kids, too. I said, I should be home for Christmas. I I hope I'm home for Christmas. But, you know, there's so much more to this that this person who I don't know, it's like, if I don't do this, I mean, their quality of life is not, I mean, and again, that wasn't why I was doing it. Like, I wasn't feeling forced to do it. But I just thought, like, I'm not living a hard battle here. This and is we what are Christmas is all so about. blessed. And if that means that we have Christmas a day or two later, that's just what it is. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went in on the 22nd and I was actually out on the 23rd. Um, and we had a normal Christmas. I mean, I was definitely tired, but I think, you know, the richness that my kids learned from the whole process yes. was that. And again, I really wasn't talking in our house and in my family, we were talking about it. And then all of a sudden I had to tell people because my kids were praying for it at school. Yeah. They go to a Catholic school. So they were praying for it. And then people thought I needed a kidney. And I was like, no, no, no. no. Let's clarify. <laughs> Let's clarify. So that's it. And I sent a letter to anonymous letter. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Not an anonymous letter. I sent a letter to my recipient who was anonymous to me. All I knew was that she or this person was receiving the transplant at Cornell. Okay. Um, University. So I sent my letter. My letter had to go to the hospital, then to Cornell. Um, and then to her and um i was a little anxious waiting but i remember in the process right before my husband's like how are you going to feel if this person doesn't want to give you any of their information and i was like i'm glad you asked that because all along i kept thinking this beautiful story Right. Of meeting the person or talking with them. He's like, how are you going to feel? And I'm like, he's like, you just gave them their life back and a, an organ. They might not want to right. have any connection with you. So it gave me a, a thought. And then I, I was like really firm in my belief that I, again, 
like I'm doing this. Like I felt like I was called to do this. I'm not doing this for any benefit to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. some of that is that selflessness um, with it. I just wanted this person to feel better. Yeah. Um, So I was perfectly okay with it. Although, you know, you check your mail every day. Oh, sure. There's, I mean, there's got to be a part no, that would, it would be so It would be so nice. See. Yeah. And on February 14th, which happens to be National Donor Day, I opened my mailbox and there was a letter from um, wow. my recipient. So, And it's been really neat. We've had a connection. Um, we always email each other. Um, we've never talked on the phone, but we email each other all the time. So that's so it's really fantastic. Yeah, it is. And I love that your kids got to see that. And we, we've talked before about how, you know, we can be role models for our kids and say, and not that you have to give up a kidney to be a role model for your kid. Right. In, in all the conversations we have and do, but that, that had to make an impact on your kids too. It, it really did. Um, and you know, if you ever do like the level, I am definitely a gift giver, which makes sense in this, but, um, I think it just, it helped them to see a bigger picture of the meaning of life, of how much you can impact somebody from giving. Um, I, there's this really amazing book written by Matthew Kelly, mm-hmm. which is what I was going to bring here oh. for you today. But it is um, basically, and I'm drawing a blank on the name of the book, but it's 100 Ways to Be Generous oh. Without Giving Money. Um, so like one way that. is spend the day today and truly be generous with your ear. Listen to somebody. It's, you know, all of those things. And I, I think it is really important that you can be generous in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it really just, it makes you feel good to give to others. And again, it's not money. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be a kidney. Yes. You know, but giving to others fulfills you philanthropically. Yeah. Um, It makes you feel better to give or to do something for others. So I always say, like, if you're having a bad day, do something for somebody else. Yeah. And you, you in turn, you, you really will feel better. Yeah. And I feel it's like what it feel is what we're called to do. We are. I mean, God wants us to live in community and to be generous, be image bearers yes. of him. And I, I love that. It's and to so be generous good. without recognition. Too. Yes. Um, you That's know, hard for people sometimes. It is hard. It is hard. Um, but, Sometimes it's, you know, I, I'm like the secret mailbox giver. Sometimes I'll put like a note in somebody's mailbox, not for me. And to hear that person talk, but never to tell them that like it was you or to send something to somebody and like to hear it, but you never tell them it's, it is, I, I say, try it. It's I really like, so sending a little neat. anonymous. Yeah. No, send or- an anonymous gift, send an anonymous note. Never say it was from you, but like you will, sometimes people will post it on Facebook. Sometimes they'll be like talking in a group like, oh my gosh, I got this thing. I don't know. And, and you just kind of smile inside your heart. Like it wasn't about me. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah. It was just to like lighten your day. Which reminds me of something you did for your birthday this year. <gasps> oh. 
so that was really fun. Uh, I meant to tell you, I even took a picture of it and I wrote about it in Northeast Ohio Parent Magazine in my last article. And I keep meaning to bring you a copy of it. Oh my gosh, yes, bring a copy. Um, So basically, during your workout class, you brought everyone on that day, on your birthday, each one of us got a self-addressed stamped envelope with a card inside. And you asked everyone to? I said, for my birthday, please write a note to anybody. It could be your best friend. It could be somebody who you've never talked to. or have. I'm sorry, not never talked to. Haven't talked to you in a long time. Anything. Anybody, somebody yeah. that needs lifted up. Anything. And I said, just write a handwritten letter to them. I've already stamped it. I've made this easy for you because not yeah. everybody has stamps anymore. And send it to them. Um, and so... You know, I had 29 people in my cycling class, and then I had probably 10 to 15 people. So, I mean, in one day, I mean, hopefully everybody sent it out. You know, 40, 45 people received a letter that just made them feel good. And I did that for Lent the one year. I woke up, and the first person I thought about in the morning, I wrote them a letter about how they impacted my life or what I thought was one of their greatest gifts to the world. And again, when they got that, some people be like, I don't even get handwritten letters anymore. Or like what you said to me made me appreciate who I am. Wow, you know, I love that idea for Lynn. Yeah, it was really because a lot of times we need to reflect on all these people. And some of the people that came to my head first in the morning were not who I thought thought would be wow which was really it's neat it's i don't know try it i love that that is a great idea because i even thought like you could if you have an office you could take it into the people the little self-addressed envelopes to the people in the office for your break so you know sometimes office do the cake and all that yeah like what a cool idea i just thought that was so beautiful and i think gratitude is something that we talk about a lot in that it's it's so good to kind of pause each day and think of the things that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I think the more generous you are, the sometimes easier it is to pause and think as you see the world around you in a different light. I right. think when you are out there doing things like that, that you're really you're really seeing this the world and not I don't want to say self-absorbed, but everything's not about you. And I think we all kind of get into that at some point. And pausing to see, you know what, I'm gonna, maybe gratitude leads to that motivation too. It does. And I think they almost go hand in hand, like gratitude and generosity. I think, um, you know, not everybody is like overly, overly blessed. But the people that are, you know, we're all challenged to find ways that we can give to people and also be incredibly gracious when people give us stuff. Um, I I always take note when somebody graciously accepts something from me. Um, I'm like, gosh, that's the way that I want to be. When somebody gives me something, yeah. that's how I want to be. Because yeah. it, you know, all of those things do go hand in hand. And they make you just feel better. They do. They do. I love that. Well, I'm so glad you spent some time with us talking and sharing your story. I just, ever since I saw that initial Facebook post of what yeah. you were doing at Christmas time, I just thought that was so cool. And I love that you bring out, you know, it's not about 
everyone going out and giving a kidney. It's about what other ways, like the book you mentioned, ways, the, I know, I'll the give it thousand to you. ways. There yeah. are so many ways to be generous. Well, so. awesome. Thank you so much. And if you ever want to play pickleball, ladies, come join us. Come join us. Colleen can get you all the details. And it's it's really just such a blessing to know you and just to have your light spread. And that's all that's what we're talking about. And that's what we want to be this year. And this podcast is all about how to make tomorrow better. And that's why I wanted to talk to you and friendships. How can we focus on those? The joy of meeting new people, all of the above, being generous. It's all really a gift for us to keep giving to others. So thank you, Colleen. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm going to put all the details, anything we talked about, in the show notes so you can find them. And we'd love for you to go through the rest of the podcast, listen to some previous episodes. And we got lots in store for 2023. If you want more information, connect with me. It's conversationswithsarah.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.